Welcome to the Things I Wish I'd Known podcast, where guests share learning from life experiences to help others on the same path. Hello and welcome back to Things I Wish I Had Known. It's Sophia Giblin here, your podcast host, and this week I've been speaking to Kim Palmer. Kim is the founder and CEO of Clementine, which is an app for women, uh, and she also runs a wellness community for women. Um, Kim's journey was all about how she struggled with anxiety and how she found hypnotherapy as a tool that can help her and now how she helps other women to deal with things like anxiety, confidence, body issues through her app. So we're talking about all those topics today. It's a really great episode, this one. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I'm so happy to be here today with Kim Palmer. Kim's the CEO and founder of a women's wellness community. Hi, Kim. Hi. Thanks morning. so much for being here with us oh, today. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do? Um, okay, brilliant. So if I talk about what I do now, and then we can sort of go into yeah. how I got here. Um, so yeah, like you said, I'm the CEO and founder of it's called Clementine, mm-hmm. um, which is a app and a community for women. And I suppose the simplest way to describe it is we help women to change their mindsets from I can't type thinking to I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So much more positive and so that they stop avoiding things that they may have been doing um, and actually doing more with their lives. Um, And so, yeah, I, interestingly, this is, it's not a new job because I've been doing this as a side hustle for the past three years Gosh. that's quite scary actually to think about that I, I came up with the idea for this back in um, January 2017 and then I spent um, sort of nine months building it off the side of my desk whilst I still had my job um, etc and yeah then once I built it and launched it Again, I just kept it as a side hustle. And two weeks ago, which is really exciting, I'm very happy. If you could see me right now, I've got a big grin on my face. Um, I left my job, um, finally. And that was a really big thing for me because I am the main breadwinner of my family. Um, And not only just that, but, you know, I put a lot of self-worth in having a a certain type of career. And uh, to let that go... And to do it in a really positive way um, has been, yeah, a game changer for um, my mental health, (laughs) to be completely frank. Uh, My mental health, but also my confidence. And yeah, I suppose going forward now, a change in in career path really for me. So Mm, that's a very long way, (laughs) a long-winded way of saying who I am. And also I, um, I have two kids as well. So I'm a businesswoman and... A mum to two boys. Yeah. Awesome. So that's me. You're a busy lady. I'm a busy lady. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't get done around here. So <laughs> let's be real about it. <laughs> so let, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to being a, well, a tech founder, right? Yeah. Is that how I know. you would describe yourself? Do you know what? It's really interesting because I never, def- I never use that terminology to describe myself. However, recently, because I am, I am a founder of a tech business, a digital business. Everything mm. I do is online. Um, people have been asking me to speak at tech, women in tech conferences and contribute to women in tech communities and blogs. And at first I was like, oh, it felt really uncomfortable. I think I had a lot of, I don't think I did, I had a lot of imposter syndrome Mm. about being called a woman in tech. 
And I think that was partly because technology sounds like such a scary thing. And I don't place a lot of importance in a way on the tech because I worry more about um, what the tech delivers. And I, I wasn't sure that that was a world that I was really in because I used to think, oh, but everyone who's in tech is like really techy and, mm. you know, very, um, I suppose, intelligent or um, knows more about that world than I do. And then I realized when people were asking me to talk about it, I was like, but I am, I do know this world. It's just that I'm doing it in a slightly different way. And I, and I put the focus on what the tech does, mm. not the tech in its own right if that makes sense mm. um so sorry what was your question <laughs> sorry well, it was I'm interested in your journey so I remember I saw you speak I think it must have been like 18 months ago or something like that at this event yeah it was the Stella yeah. yes you were pregnant I yeah was pregnant yeah and um it's a, it was a women's event yes um and you were telling your story about how you came to be a tech founder yes and it's a really good story so I think yes. our listeners would like it okay so um Basically, before I pivoted into this world, I spent my whole career working in um, corporates, brands. So I worked at Tesco, worked at Club Card, I worked for a bank, major bank, Lloyd's. Um, and I always did lots of sort of consumer um, marketing product type roles. And Kim at work, I was a workaholic completely obsessed about climbing the corporate ladder Mm. like I just was and I was a perfectionist like extreme perfectionist I was a people pleaser I'm sure a lot of women will uh, connect with this in fact not just women anyone who's who's in that environment and I had I now realize looking back that I had massive case of imposter syndrome I always used to compare myself to everyone else at work and always came off second best um I I had a really great career I worked my way up um to six years ago when I had an incident we'll talk about the incident in a minute um I I managed to get myself into a position where I worked for one of Tesco's um fancy new startups in London and I was the head of customer engagement and then I also took on another role as the marketing interim marketing director so I worked my way up uh, except I never felt good about working my way up I never ever like pat myself on the back about anything Mm. at work ever you know did a good presentation people be like amazing I could have done better I was just always like could do better could do better could do better And that also, I now realise, looking back, um, spilled over into my personal life, where I was just incredibly critical about everything that, A, my husband would do. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I needed to have a bigger house, the next big house. I needed to have better holidays. I needed to have the best clothes. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was. I was quite a tightly wound up person. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I... Re- never I, enough. Ne- nothing was ever enough. And consequently, again, as I look back, I used to get a lot of headaches. And I remember always getting to the weekend and just feeling a bit like down and it's like, you know, I wasn't that I was really, really unhappy. I just, there was something missing. Yeah. And I just felt tired all the time. I remember my mum, 
she used to come here to the UK because I'm a Kiwi. And she, I remember she bought this book for me, which was about eating more meat because I'd always be complaining about being tired. And she's like, you need to eat more meat. And that wasn't, I now realise it wasn't about eating meat. It was because I was a workaholic and just was actually had a lot of anxiety that I didn't know was there. Yeah. So what happened was I, six years ago, I became pregnant. So I became pregnant and I didn't obviously know what it was like to be pregnant. Mm. Um, And I became even more obsessed about work because in my head I had a, a clock ticking which was by the time that I leave work to have my first baby, I need to be have secured this job as the marketing director. So I took on two jobs whilst I was pregnant um, and just worked crazy, crazy hours. Um, I actually ended up going to hospital for two nights whilst I was pregnant because they thought I had appendicitis. I didn't have appendicitis. I was just stressed out because I wasn't looking after myself. Ooh. Yeah. It was re- I, I, I'm embarrassed now I think oh. about it, like how I treated myself. You yeah. know, I, I just wasn't looking after myself. I basically ignored that I was pregnant. Oh, and okay. so I, because I wanted this job, was, mm. and I remember the, the founder of this business was like, you need to chill out. And that made me even more determined <laughs> to not chill out and just go, well, I'm going to show you. Anyway, I was at work one day. It was a totally normal day, but I was running around like a headless chicken. I had a meeting, just a standard meeting with my team and an agency. And I was in this meeting presenting and I ended up having a panic attack in front of everybody in this meeting. And it was so awful. They stopped the meeting because it was very obvious that I was not coping. And my friend, luckily, um, his wife had been pregnant. So he he really cared for me and said that we're stopping this meeting. Kim needs to come out of the meeting. She's pregnant. She just needs some space, da, da, da. And anyway, that moment... And I know it's going to sound crazy, but that moment, just because I put so much of my self-worth of being good at work and being this amazing woman, you know, it, it um, was the beginning of an unraveling for me mm. uh, of my confidence. And mm. I slowly started to stop doing things and talking. So I would go to meetings and I'd hide it. I don't, no one knew that this is how I felt, but I would get my team to present, for example, because I didn't want to do it myself. And then by me doing these slow acts of pulling back, my confidence just kept, I kept losing it. Because I was worried that every single time I was going to speak, I was going to have a panic attack. And then I went on maternity leave and had no idea what it was going to be like to have a baby. Uh, But I had a vision and it wasn't what it was like. (laughs) And I ended up having panic attacks in front of friends, in front of family, and every time I had one, it would just, you'd get into a worse cycle with it because then you'd stop doing more because mm. you'd worry about having a panic attack. Yeah. Um, and so I just felt awful. And anyway, I got made redundant um, because they sold the business. And I um, then had to start applying for jobs, which is really hard when you're not feeling very good about yourself. Uh, I had a pan- panic attack at an interview, oh, you gosh. know, just, yeah. it, it was awful. So anyway, I knew I needed help. And I finally opened up to my husband who had no idea I was feeling like this. No one knew. And he was shocked and sad and supportive and said, look, you need whatever it takes, just do what you need to do to get some help. So I had some therapy that didn't really help. 
And then I met a friend and she said, look, why don't you try um, hypnotherapy? And that was the moment that was a game changer because I felt like immediately I just felt like something had been lifted off my shoulders. You know, this calm had come back. I wasn't cured by any means and, and I'm not, even today I still get panic attacks. Um, but it helped, it became a tool, mm. like a, a, a really helpful tool to get me to even start to want to go out to dinner with my friends or want to see my family or, you know, go to the baby group and introduce yourself because I would stop doing that because I didn't want to say my name. You know, mm. all these little things and to be able to get a job, to go back to work. Um, and so, yeah, the hypnotherapy um, was a game changer for my health. And then what happened was I got back into the workforce and I'll just fast forward slightly. I It took me about a year to feel okay at work. Mm. And I didn't push forward. I sort of stepped back, actually. I was, like, coasting because that's what I needed to do to kind of preserve myself. And then I thought, I'm going to step back in. I'm going to lean forward, you know. I'm going to go back onto the career path and get that next promotion, da, da, da. And I realized quite quickly that that felt incredibly wrong. And I started to exhibit some of the behaviors that I had previously, um, mm. um, like getting obsessed about work again, worrying all the time and imposter syndrome, all those things. But I, I knew straight away quickly that that was what was happening. So I nipped it in the bud and had a conversation with um, a guy at my work, a chief strategy officer, who's very kind and generous with his time with me. And he asked me a question, a very pointed question that helped me get clarity, which was, as I was thinking about pushing forward, he said, do you know what, Kim, you can totally do that. You could do any job. You know, you've got the skills to be able to do anything in the world. But what do you really want to do? Is, is that what you want to do? I just challenge you, I dare you, he said, to think about if you could do anything, what would it be? And I was like, um, that's a bit of a weird question because no one had asked, <laughs> no one asks you that anymore, no. especially not at work. People yeah. don't ask you that because they expect you to just go on the sort of, you know, co- corporate career path. And I thought, oh wow, that's ooh, that's deep. So I went there, I did the deep thinking and realised that actually what I really harboured a dream of setting up my own business and that all my values aligned with having my own business and then it took me some time and some, I gave myself some space to think about what it could be and it became clear to me that I was not the only woman who felt like this in the workplace. Mm. funnily enough <laughs> um, and that I could do something to help them and I drew I, I had all of these dots kind of connected around hypnotherapy being a tool and uh, helping women in the workplace and yeah I dreamt up this idea of of Clementine and that took me to yeah three years ago Mm. And I've just worked my ass off yeah, you have. <laughs> to to kind of build a community of women now where um, I know what we do really works and we just need to figure out a way to sort of grow it now and scale it. But it's good. It's amazing. <laughs> I probably it's need to take amazing. a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your story is, is one of, um, I'm sure lots of people listening probably will relate to it. Yeah. I've certainly have had 
panic attacks before in the past and have had hypnotherapy as well. So if anyone is listening to this and is struggling, yeah, I think definitely it's worth trying trying for sure yeah and getting the app yeah definitely (laughs) get the app so the app's got loads of hypnotherapy recordings on it hasn't it yeah so the way the app works is i've built it around i spoke to women Mm. face to face had these amazing chats with women about in your everyday life where do you struggle so where are those moments in the day where you just need some help so it became clear that sleep was a massive problem Mm -hmm. so we designed all of these sessions around helping women to get to sleep um, and sleep better and then the other one is around confidence huge topic mm. we don't have nearly enough sessions yet but sessions to help women you know in those moments where you go to do something where you're a bit nervous and you're on edge and you're like I just need someone to pet me up a bit so sessions around that or or something bad has happened and you need a bit of a reset or whatever so confidence then there's stress you know we worry a lot and ruminate a lot and it's trying to break those habits with very short, snappy sessions to get you back into a state of feeling like you're calm and confident in your thinking. Um, and then I've introduced a panic attack, um, a panic button feature. Mm. Actually has ended up being one of our most popular features, which surprised me, but now I realise it doesn't surprise me because lots of people um, need something very quick to get them on track. And then one of the most... The most popular um, aspect of the app is the motivational messages that we send to women. So you can opt into getting a motivational message sent to you like between one and 12 times a day. And they're not cheesy, you know, mm. quotes. They're, they are quotes or just hard-hitting messages. But they, um, you know, when you're just having a really bad day you're at work or whatever, and sometimes you just need something to snap you out of it. And normally that would be your friend phoning you or sending you a message. Well, that's kind of what these messages do. Mm. And it's all free apart from this new section we've created. So um, there's no excuse really to to give it a go. And it is hypnotherapy. It's not meditation. That's a really important distinction. Okay. Hypnotherapy is um, cognitive hypnotherapy is scientifically proven to be more effective than CBT at treating anxiety and depression. Uh, There's a big study that's been done around that now. Um, And hypnotherapy is different because it's about allowing you to, in a way, let go so you're you have a lean back experience whereas with meditation it's a lean in experience where you're active in that um moment and actually for women who are feeling tired and frazzled and like your brain can't cope hypnotherapy is an easier access point and maybe you would move on to meditation once you can get a a, you know a sense of um, calm in your brain Mm. but to get you straight into that sometimes a lot of women struggle with meditation that's really interesting actually because as you're saying it I remember in being very in a very anxious period being told to meditate yeah and even focusing on my breath would bring on panic because yes. I'm like I can't breathe I know exactly <laughs> and this is the and this is why I did a lot of research around this women just kept telling me because I wanted to do meditation I had the same thing and I was like I felt like I was failing mm. and as women a lot of women have the perfectionist trait in them 
um, it brings on a sense of panic and mm. of failure. And who needs that when you're trying, when you're in a vulnerable state, you just need something to help you feel good again really quickly. Mm. And that's why I believe that hypnotherapy is, is easier to access um, for most women. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, when they're not feeling so good. So it gets you into this relaxed state. Yeah, it's like a treat in a way, but it's so powerful because the words um, connect. Like we've spent a lot of time on language. Mm-hmm. Language is really important and making it feel as though it's almost like your best friend is talking to you, but they're your most powerful and expert best friend because it's ther- it is therapy, mm. the therapists, um, not just narrators. You know, they've mm. thought about the techniques to use to help you snap you out of it. And I think what a, quite a common experience can be that you feel alone in anxiety, right? Oh, God, yeah. Like, and, so alone. And so you've got, in this community, you know, you've got, as you said, you've got therapists, but you've also got other women. Yeah, so when I talk about community, so we have over 60,000 women now, and um, trying to just curate safe spaces for women to be like real Mm. and honest so instagram is a really good place for that and i know it might seem like instagram is not the place for that but it's the opposite for me and what i've done with my community where we just talk about real stuff that's going on every day like feeling bad you know i've just been through and just coming out of the back end of a very um dark burnout period because of trying to do my job Mm. and trying to do Clementine and trying to have a family and basically trying to do it all Mm. and just not being able to do it all. And I didn't look after my mental health again. And so, um, I talk a lot about that and just being open and honest and transparent. Um, so that other women feel like they can be open and honest and transparent about how, how they feel. And it's that thing, isn't it? Um, Sometimes when you say you don't feel bad, it helps you immediately feel better. It's like when I used to go to work, if I was having a really bad day, I'd often say to the people on my team, you know, I'm, I didn't sleep well last night. I'm having a bad morning. Just take a wide bath. And then they knew to take a wide bath. But then by me saying it, I felt better already. Yeah. It's that whole thing about just a problem shared is a problem halved. And that's kind of what we're trying to do. Mm. Uh, and we'll just grow... The, the access points around how um, women can collaborate and engage in these these sharing of conversations and I guess it's about also us um, acknowledging our own boundaries and expectations around what is that we can and can't do mm, sometimes totally. yeah totally um, like even someone was asking me recently I I am not on Instagram stories at the moment I haven't been since I've started this burnout and that is my boundary Mm. a way of protecting myself because it's too much Mm. so I realize that I can't always be I want to be able to share but there's a point where you go um I'm spending too much time doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giving, giving too much of myself. Giving too, I, I'm, a, I'm a giver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that is good, but there also has to be a boundary around giving. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think once that balance of giving and receiving goes out of whack, it's quite can be quite hard to bring it back. It's so hard to bring it back. And mm. I, should, I now have learned some lessons from the burnout. And that's around putting around more boundaries around time spent. We were talking about this earlier. Time spent on something that you're passionate about mm. is good, but you shouldn't spend all your time doing it because mm. you have to have your own time to 
give yourself some space and do other things and be with your family, be with your partner or whatever. Um, there's a fine line. Yeah. And I think you, you need the headspace to acknowledge that where you're not putting the boundaries in. Yes. <laughs> if you don't have the headspace, you just keep doing. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you think you're doing good, but actually you're not. Because you're doing good for everyone else, but you're not doing good for yourself. Yeah. And it's just a vicious cycle. And you, so. if you have nothing left, you've got nothing to give to other people. Yeah, totally. And, and when you're, you're a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh <laughs> God, it's just like a, a mind, like crazy. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think for me, what I've realised is that, um, and Natasha was talking about this on her podcast around, everybody has mental health and it's not a linear path. It just isn't. Mm. And it's something that you have to focus on, not your mental health, but just being okay every day. And that's okay. And it goes up and down and that's okay. And it's Mm. not like, even when I was in my burnout, I knew that I was going to get through it. I didn't worry about it so much because I now don't think that the path always has to be about always feeling good. Mm. It's okay to not feel good. Mm. And being okay with that is, that's quite a big big um big thing to admit to yourself yeah yeah life's not always going to be sunshine and roses no and that's okay and to sit with it Mm. and actually sitting with your feelings is um helps you get move through them and it's interesting because i've my husband and i talk a lot about this because we've got two children and my eldest son is an incredibly emotional um and very expressive person and when I was growing up, I remember if we got angry, we would get told, oh, don't get angry or stop, you know, stop crying and all mm. these things. And I really have to stop myself and and think, actually, it's okay for him to get angry yeah. <laughs> and it's okay for him to cry. And I shouldn't be saying, shh, stop crying <laughs> because that's an, it's a valid emotion. Mm. And I think we put too much emphasis on trying to be happy mm-hmm. all the time. I, I don't believe in that. I believe that just being content is so much more fulfilling mm. and that those other emotions are really, really important too. Well, I think it's about integrating our experiences, isn't it? So mm. if you if you have the emotions, if you don't allow them to flow through or you're, they're suppressed in you... yeah by an adult or whoever yeah uh, they just get stuck <laughs> yes they get stuck and they come out in other ways yeah so uh yeah we're everything is connected isn't it mm. physical mental spiritual god yeah yeah it's probably it's getting a bit deep <laughs> <laughs> we're complex beings <laughs> but it's i think it's amazing what you're doing and bringing awareness to this and giving women tools yeah it's incredible and simple tools that's the thing i think that's what i realized in the market is that there are there's so many so many access points um but what i realized is that for busy women um they want stuff they don't want loads of stuff yeah. you know that's the other thing just tell me what i need give it to me make it super simple without any jargon without all the you know woo woo words and whatever just yeah make it so so simple and that's what I think I'm well that's what I'm trying to do Mm. yeah because I suppose if you've got that um if you're struggling with stress or anxiety it feels like you've probably got a mountain to climb yeah and if there are no steps yes exactly (laughs) how do you even start yeah and this is the thing that I find with so many women and that and 
this getting started point, whether that's in business, you know, you get overwhelmed, you've got too many things to do, and it's like, okay, well, let's just break it down and work out what's the micro step. Mm. Um, and the same with confidence. Um, it, it's not thinking, I need to feel more confident. It's, okay, today, to make myself feel okay, I'm going to go out for lunch with that person. I'm going to email that person um, that I've been meaning to speak to for ages. You know, it's breaking everything down mm. into a daily, minutiae, like, task. And the act of doing those things turn into you feeling better, feeling more confident because the world didn't, you know, fall down because you did that thing. Mm. Uh, I think we worry quite a lot about um, stuff. So it's trying to just pull back. As I remember my, I've got a friend who is an Olympic rower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he won on a medal at the wow. China, China Olympic Games. And there's this whole thing about what is the one thing... Forget about winning the Olympics. That's not the goal. The goal is what am I going to do today, right now, to help me get better? Mm. And that is it. That's mm. what you focus on. Yeah. That's such good advice. It's being present, right? Yeah, being present, small things, tiny, tiny mm. little habits. So like, I've curated a, a, an everyday world for me that I know I have rituals that I do every day and if I and they ground me mm. so if I don't do those things then I know that I'm starting to sort of slip and so but I've over time I've had to work out what those are and they span the whole day so that um, I start the day well and I end the day well so that the next day it kind of goes on mm. um, and Clementine is part of part of the tool of that day for me um, so it provides kind of a scaffold yeah to keep you on track yeah totally totally and there's just tiny things but tiny things have a disproportionate impact on your life yeah i believe anyway and is that how you got your confidence back yeah definitely by um i mean it was a long journey but hypnotherapy was the start talking about it was also the start so talking to my husband then also talking about it at work so i had a massive panic attack in front of the CEO of Wonderman Thompson where I worked in my first week of working. Oh gosh. That was the lowest of low points for me because mm. I honestly went home um, and I said to my husband, I didn't sleep for about three days. I thought they were going to fire me because you know, you come up with all these crazy things in your head. And I said to him, that's it. I'm never going back to work. We have to come up with another way that we can support the family. And he was like, yep, we'll do that if that's what you want to do. And I... But then in my head, I was like, no, I had a, an emergency hypnotherapy appointment. And I thought I can, I've got to be able to get this under control. I've got to. Mm. And part of that was about making work safe for me. And to do that, how am I going to make work a safe space is I had to talk to someone about it and I had to take it head on, which was awful. <laughs> I remember doing it. And so I, because I'd had that panic attack in front of her the CEO I needed to speak to her so I phoned her she thought I was going to resign and I said look I need to meet with you and I mean my hands were shaking you know it was so bad I just because I didn't want to open up about it I didn't but I knew I needed to and I had this meeting with her and she was like are you going to resign 
And I went, no, I'm not going to resign, but I need to tell you that I had a panic attack in front of you the other day. She had no idea. What? She had no idea that I had this panic attack. And this is the, the interesting thing about it, is that sometimes in your own head, things are so much worse, aren't they? Yeah. And so that was good. I told her. And then she t- then went on to tell me some stories about her. Um, and I'd put her up on a pedestal, as you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people do this about, you know, not just at work, but in your career or your friends. You're like, oh, they're better than me. They have all this stuff. And she brought it back down for me. And she said to me, you know, the thing is, Kim, you need to lower your expectations of work and what success looks like to you because you're such an ambitious person. You know, just you need to chill out a bit and coming to work on time let's start there when you've got kids is success getting out of bed getting everyone out the house getting here by nine o'clock that success you should be celebrating it and I was like oh my gosh she's so right I've just got myself completely out of whack again Mm. and anyway she made that she she went on to become my mentor but because I opened up to her and she opened up to me it made work a safe space because I it removed a lot of the barriers in my head about always having to be perfect mm. all the time. It's like exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and all the stories, I guess, that you're telling yourself about what yeah. other people are thinking. I know. And it's like no one, no one cares. It's a bit like pe- with people going to the gym and the fear of going to the gym because mm. every, you think everyone's going to be looking at you. No one's looking at you. No one cares. Everyone's thinking about themselves. Yeah. And I actually genuinely believe that it's kind of the same at work. Yeah. Um, and almost in your career. It's like everybody's just focused on what they're doing. And, you know, hats off to them. They should be. That's what, what we're here to do. But we're just reminding yourself of that is, is, was helpful. Yeah. And for someone so senior to, to, to break it down for me. Mm. And, and for her to not seem so scary <laughs> well yeah to connect with you on a human level yeah a human level yeah, I was talking to someone about this at work as well it's like we don't connect enough at a human level because we're so busy all the time mm. and and just that tiny little story that she shared with me about her made me think wow I can I can do this mm. yeah it's the sharing of stories and the connection yeah I think are really important yeah very important and can inspire real change yeah totally and I find that with my community as well it's like um just like this morning I was talking about the fact that because we're having to reframe our money situation so we're going back to basics with cooking and actually planning our meals out which I haven't done for a really long time and women love to hear that they're like oh okay right we're not the only ones who have been really struggling with meals and you know stuff like that and it just helps you think, give yourself a break, like cut yourself some slack, mm. but then try to do something, mm-hmm. a tiny thing. Yeah, any small action. Any small action is is a step in the right direction. Love that. Yeah, I remember I saw that on Instagram this morning, you posting about your yeah, uh, food shopping. Uh, food shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's actually, you, you're so right. You're like, just take five minutes to plan your meals for the week. I know. And then when you go shopping, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. And then every day you don't have to be worried about it. I was just getting stressed about cooking every day. And sp- actually spending more time thinking about it. Whereas I spent five minutes thinking about it at the yeah. beginning of the week. Well, I suppose we, we're all sort of reacting rather than responding. 
Totally. In a world of like constant, you know, yeah, reaction. Mm. I'm, I That makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, because I am a natural control freak. Okay. Um, which I've had to learn how to sort of be less worried about that. But there mm. are some aspects of your life that are worth getting a little bit of control over if you're spending a disproportionate amount of your time worrying about it. Yeah, well, it makes sense. <laughs> like cooking for the kids every night. Every day, something yeah. you have to do yeah. every single day. Might as well try and yeah get some control over it. Yeah. <laughs> so what things then do you wish that you'd known earlier? Oh, do you know what? It's so interesting. Because I would never change anything about my journey. I really wouldn't. Um, I think it's good to have bumps in the road. I think what I looking back I remember um I remember always thinking when I was at school and at university that your success and happiness is linear and that kind of that there was one path and mm. it meant when I was younger it meant getting a job you know getting a traditional 9 to 5 job working your way up getting more money in terms of a sal- salary and like having getting married having kids that that was what success looked like and if you achieved those things then you'd be happy Uh, no uh what (laughs) that does it's not like that and I wish I'd known that actually by being more flexible and and like not linear with your thinking around what's what life is that actually the more experiences and different experiences that you can have like I've had so many different jobs which is quite unusual um, in so many different companies um, and I've moved around quite a lot that that those things and having a breakdown you know and moving to another country leaving my ex-boyfriend you know I also got into a lot of trouble when I was younger that, which I've never talked about those experiences have made they're my story and they've made they've got me here and I've never can honestly say even going through burnout and all this stuff I've never been happier Mm. that those are really important and that it's okay to Mm. have bumps in the road in fact I I welcome it I say have bumps in the road you know be adventurous don't go for the safe path just do stuff that makes that feels good, that feels right, and that will lead to something else. That will, you know, just mm. be a bit more open with the journeys. I think at school, uh, I think school doesn't really help with this. Yeah, <laughs> I see this with my son already. You know, oh. he's only in year one, and it's there's a lot of pressure, and I'm like, oh god, no, do stuff that makes you happy, makes you feel good on the inside. Mm. and that will lead to something else and you know not worrying about money as well but talking about money we never talked about money when Mm. we were younger actually and I don't I'm not sure that that was a good thing um I now realize I had have some money (laughs) hang-ups yeah yeah and actually like we talk a lot about money in our house um with even with our sons now I'm like money doesn't grow on trees uh, we're, we're really struggling at the moment for money so let's just think about this and, and talking about how we grow money all that stuff and just being much more transparent I think is a good thing mm. so sorry just I, I think it's a linear path like 
don't think about your career and life as linear yeah, just do it's not <laughs> it's not do stuff that makes you feel good yeah and it will lead somewhere that will be good it just will and trust that it always works out in the end it I just really believe that. it just does it's yeah. hard to tell someone younger that yeah for sure but i think as um as like a mentor to people and even with my own family if i can instill that in my children to to go for those things then then i'll do that mm um and and not to follow the pack yeah definitely not to follow the pack I, I was just thinking actually it must have been hard for you because you you're a very creative person right you mm. with constant ideas and um you know obviously you've you've set up a tech business on the side yeah. whilst you had a, what, a full-time job or like a yeah yeah a, a, and two children like like how you can change your shape yeah. to maybe fit what you think other people want from you yeah. in, a, in a career or whatever, or even in a relationship. Yeah. I'm not saying you, I mean us as, yeah, yeah. as women probably particularly. No, definitely. I, for me now, I can see quite clearly um, I've, I'm making a pivot in my career and I, a part of that pivot has been about me understanding what drives me in terms of my values. Mm. I did a lot of deep thinking around this spent a month you know just thinking about what's important to me and and it took so long because what I had on the page at the beginning was what I thought was important to me and what I thought everybody else wanted me to do because you spend your whole life basically you know in that sort of um rote kind of situation does that make sense yeah um, and then unpicking that, I realized that, that actually, those things weren't important to me. And so I had a very clear view on my values. And then I realized that, that the job that I was doing wasn't right. You know, um, that the people, some of the people that I'd surrounded myself probably weren't right. I'd, I realized that I did want to have another baby. You know, really big, life-changing things. And it took me um, two years to curate and move and transition to where mm. I am now into this world where basically I only ever want to do things that bring me joy. And that's a job, even the type of work that I'm doing, who I'm working with, you know, the stuff that I'm doing with my kids, the house that I live in, it all like they're all stuff that, um, yeah, I'm sort of banging on now. <laughs> no, you, you consciously created and you consciously I had a, yeah, I really had to think about it. And that was a game changer, I think, for where I am right now. Yeah. And it's not an overnight thing. No. It takes ta- time. It's, it's taken time. But it's worth spending that time. We also, uh, it was a conversation with my husband too. Because what was really interesting is that we, I mapped out what I thought our family vision was. And then I spoke to my husband about it. And that wasn't his family vision. Oh, right. Yeah. And that was interesting. Yeah. It, it wasn't like oh my God, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're in the completely different places. But it was an, it was a poignant moment because we needed to realign mm. and get clear with each other about what was this world we were creating together. Um, and, that, and that vision had consequences for like, me leaving my job and stuff like that. Mm. So it was really important that we were aligned. Mm. Otherwise we would have, who knows what would have happened in 10 years time but that kind of brings it right back to what you said at the beginning about helping women to acknowledge and address things head-on that they might be ignoring yeah (laughs) yeah totally because we can just go through life with blinkers on yeah it's really easy to do that and I totally get it because when you're tired 
and you know you've got loads of things going on because life is hectic for everybody regardless of how much stuff you're doing everybody is busy Mm. um taking a step back from that for a moment is well can can be a a game changer for you and for everyone around you Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to sound like a really big thing it's just like just taking more time to think about it Mm. Um, about the, the decisions you've made and how you got here yeah. and what you really want to be doing. Yeah. Important stuff. Important <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard when you're, you know, when you're really busy. Yeah, for sure. Well, for anyone who's listening, I'd suggest you go out and download the app. It's free app. Yeah, free. It's full of amazing content. <laughs> Kim has done this because, you know, she believes in what, what she's done and I how it's helped help. her and you want to help other women. Yeah, so. definitely. Everyone should go and check out Kim's Instagram because she is very honest. <laughs> and you will get good tips <laughs> about how to plan your life. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It's been oh, such a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you. It's quite therapeutic. It's it? like a therapy session. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Thanks. I hope it. Thank you so much and take care. I'll see you thank soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Kim is such an inspirational woman. I can't believe that she did all of this setting up of a tech business whilst also having another full-time job and having two small children. So I think she's what she's achieved is absolutely incredible. Um, everybody should give her a follow on social media at Clementine App UK on Instagram. And also find the app and download it in the App Store, Clementine for Women. Um, and you'll get some brilliant hypnotherapy recordings. Like Who doesn't need that in their life, really? Thanks for tuning in again for this episode of Things I Wish I'd Known. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.